Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. She's got her hoodie on today. It's chilly outside. It's actually warming up, though, here. It's been cold this week. Yeah, it has been. Tyler's over on the board. How are, y- how are y'all doing? <laughs> good. Fantastic. Everybody's good this morning? Y'all Very feeling good. it? Y'all feeling it? I am. I thought it was way colder outside before I actually went outside this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I did, too. Well, you know, I looked, so we're, we got to go to Atlanta today for a quick trip. Man, we're it's it's going to be a crazy weekend because we got sports we got to get back for for Michael. Uh, but but they're having the Royal Oak Invitational over in at Royal Oak headquarters. I guess it's is it it's Roswell. I think Roswell, it's Georgia, but it's Atlanta proper. I guess you yeah. call it. We got to go through Atlanta traffic. I know that. But we're shooting over there just to say hi and see everybody. And we're not we're not co- competing in it this year because Wayland's MIA somewhere. <laughs> I think he's off a boat now. He's been over in Europe. They've been over in Europe for like three weeks cruising, hitting all the spots. It's his yearly vacation, so I lose him for like three weeks. I don't hear from him. He's like, God, it's, it's weird. <laughs> like, you know, when you're used to texting somebody or, you know, just hearing yeah. from them and they're just gone, it's like, God, what happened? But uh, It is a long time. I've so we're not cooking at Royal Oak. We're going to make it. A, we got to go. We got to get back. So I hated not to go. Yeah. It's always a, that's one of the we're gonna go. fun contests. They like, we're going to hang out. Yeah. See have, everybody. Have a few cocktails. Maybe chill. Maybe. You know, I don't know. Me. Partake? <laughs> Are you gonna let me? Heck yeah! <laughs> Real quick, I wanted to talk about our Mossy Oak Gamekeeper giveaway. Yes, it's still today. Is today the final day, Tyler? Yep, today it runs to the end of the day today. Yeah. Okay. Tell so if you're listening to this, you probably have like ten hours left. So <laughs> get to comment. So all you got to do is, um, well, okay. What is it? You have partnered with Mossy Oak Gamekeeper Butchery. Yep. And you're doing two uh, gift packs. That's right. Or meat packs. That could be gifts. They would be a great gift. Man, if somebody gave me that for Christmas, like a wild game that pack. Would be or awesome. a I was actually going to ask y'all how long it was going to run because I was planning on buying those for my family for Christmas. Like, um, I imagine it's going to run through hunting season. So yeah. hunting season is yeah. really just getting kicked off. I mean, heck yeah. So it ought to run a while. But you partnered- We didn't talk about how long it was they were going to. Offer those bundles. I might need to ask that. Yeah. You got people wanting to know if they're going to be able to get them for Christmas. I guarantee you, you'll be able to get them for the holidays. Yeah, I'm sure. But it's a two packs. One of them's a wild boar pack, and yeah. it comes with recipes you've created for that pack with some rubs and sauces. And then you've got just a wild game sampler pack. Yeah, kind of, it's got, so it's got venison, elk, bison. Bison. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, I looked up. You know, we talked about that difference in yeah, bison yeah, and buffalo. Yeah. So what we're called, what we call buffalo, what most people call buffalo in the U.S. is really bison. Like that's what the American bison is. Well, a buffalo is like Asia, Africa. You think about the water buffaloes, yeah, those the type big animals. Horns in yeah, the yeah, yeah. That's that's really what a buffalo is. Okay. They're two different animals. So the bison is the hairy buffalo yeah. thing that we call in the United States. So yeah. it's easily confused, and people do it all the time. But when you talk about bison, you're really talking about that. So when you're thinking where the buffalo roam, it's really yeah, it's bison. really the bison roam. <laughs> yeah, I guess they didn't know to call them bison, so they people just started calling them buffaloes. They knew about buffalo. 
But Bison anyway. is delicious, though. <laughs> well, that's good to know. So yeah. it's not a buffalo at all. It's not a buffalo at all. <laughs> I wonder Often if they confused. eat the water buffalo. I'm sure somebody I does. I guarantee you they do. <laughs> <laughs> Crocs do. I know that. I've seen that on National Geographic. <laughs> Anyway, so you're partnering with Mossy Oak with Gamekeeper. You got two different bundles, and we're giving away one of those bundles on our Facebook page. Yes. How to Barbecue Right Facebook page. There's a post where we talk about uh, all you got to do is comment which bundle you would prefer. You pre-select your bundle if you win it. Yeah, and we're going to do like, Tyler, you found some random Facebook generator to sort through those comments, and it picks one lucky winner. Mm-hmm. Are we doing one a winner for each pack, though? Is that what y'all said? I think it's just one winner. Just one winner? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm cool with that. <laughs> we might do it. We'll see how one. much participation there is. Yeah. If there's enough, I'll buy another one and send it to them. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Merry Christmas early. We do a bunch of other ones, too, though, in the Facebook communities. So. Yeah. And, well, hey, if this works out good, we may end up that Mossy Oak may say, hey, let's do another one around the holiday time to, to keep it going, you know? Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. We need to do, like, a Thanksgiving cooking um, giveaway in the community page. Yeah, right. for everybody's cooking steaks. Yeah. yeah, we'll figure that out. So first off, let's talk about these giveaways. If you get anything commenting on you, telling you to go to another website, <laughs> you have been selected the lucky winner. Anything other than us making a post and announcing it on our feed, like we announce it, it's all false. You can people every go. time you try to do, and it's this is not just our company. Anything, any any time people try to do these giveaways, there's always these spammers hackers, whatever you want to call them, that comment and try to get you to go to their fake page, and they'll use my pictures and everything. We report them as soon as we see them, but they're just trying to steal your information. So unless we – you'll know. We will make a big post about the winner. We'll never contact you directly like that or comment on anything like that. Ask for your credit card information. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, any information, ask you to do anything else, ask you to leave our page. Don't click any links. Yeah. And make sure you see that blue check mark if it's us, because that's yeah. how you know it's really us. If the comment has, you know, the blue check. Do a little research before you go, <laughs> go click clicking and giving yeah. credit cards. Yeah, and and hey, it, they're pretty slick. Yeah. I've seen some where I said I had to think about it, you know. But just be leery of that because it's all false. It makes us not want to do giveaways. Yeah, yeah. which 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 is kind of sucks because I we like giving stuff away, yeah. you know. The only thing I'll say is this time I've noticed they've gotten they've gotten taken down a lot faster. Good. Like, I don't know if people are just more reporting them or yeah. we got somebody on the fa- uh, Big Brother Facebook <laughs> looking at. <laughs> well, you it. know, when I was first looking at it, and I would go report them, Facebook wouldn't even like they would send you back and say well, this isn't fraudulent. And I was like, but that gum it is too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, picture. it's not me. It's my picture. Yeah, somebody's a fake account with my name on it. How is that not? It's probably what helped you get to the check mark too. You get enough people. <laughs> faking you and enough yeah. reports on it. They said, well, we need to verify this person. But anyway, always watch that. Yeah. Always be careful. Be leery of all that. So which pack would y'all choose? I know which one I would choose. Mm. I'm going wild game sampler pack. Easy. I think so too. Me too. I, I wonder what the, what it is. I mean, n- nothing wrong with the wild boar pack, but you get elk, you get those bison ribeyes and you get some venison and some sausage. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a winner, man. That, Everything in there is awesome. The wild boar pack's interesting. It's good, yeah, cool, but it's yeah. just all wild boar. I mean, wild and wild boar's good. It's different, mm-hmm. you know. I Goes think for along me, with the whole killer hog thing. Yeah, <laughs> true. For me, it's more just that. It's like, like I said, like a smorgasbord. Like you just get a bunch of different yeah, things. You can kind of yeah. 
cook it all and enjoy it all. But what do you think the best thing in there is? So you've had the elk chops, elk but you had the bison ribeye. The elk was pretty daggone. Really? I cooked the bison ribeye last week. Uh, we went down to camp and we you did a TikTok. Have- yeah, I was going to talk about that. We'll talk about uh, t- We'll get to that. No, we can go ahead and talk but, about uh, it. But it was good. It was very good. You did a. So, okay, you cook your bison ribeye pretty much. Just like I would a ribeye steak. Just like yeah. you would a ribeye. It's it's super easy. I put a little Worcestershire sauce on it. There's no, I will say this, there's no really trimming of it because it doesn't have a ton of fat on it. I mean, it's a lean, working, using every muscle in its body, you know, to live type animal. And the fat uh, is a different color too. Yeah, it's a little, it has a different, it does have a different look to it. It's almost yeah. like a yellowish look to it. But um, I feel like that's the only way I'd be able to really pick it out is by, is by the color at, of the yeah. fat. Well, there's the it's not as marbled, so you're not going to see yeah. that like you know prime marbling like you would from a really really good beef ribeye steak. But I could go find an unmarbled beef ribeye. Yeah, easy, really. easy. <laughs> Heck yeah, you can go go to Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's lean, and so it has a di- little different flavor, but it's not like a wild flavor or anything. Mm-hmm. But I put a little Worcestershire on it, kind of as a binder. You could use whatever you wanted. If you want to use W sauce, if you want to use Wilson Shire, you got your favorite. Um, just a little bit, though, just to make the rub stick. Then I hit it with some AP and some hot rub, just like I would a ribeye steak. And grill it. Um, usually, I don't tie them up. You could if you wanted to, but it holds its shape pretty well. It does. It holds its shape better than a beef so I will say this. You need to cook it. It's it's best hot and fast. Like it, you don't, It's not thick enough to really do a reverse sear with. And when I cooked it, I shortened my times up a lot. So normally I would do like a minute 30. Uh, this is on a charcoal grill over grill grates. And I like to run my grill between 5, 5.50. So it's pretty hot. But I would go, normally I would go with the rib, like a regular beef rib by like one thirty to two minutes and then get my turn on to twist where to get the grill marks. But this one, I'm a minute, a minute 15, something. Just, it's a real quick sear because they are thinner. I mean, the steak's probably 12 ounces, 12 to Twelve to fourteen ounces, and you don't want to overcook it because it's that's it. the big thing with wild game. Do not overcook it when you're cooking it hot and fast. You get, it's like a steak type cut. So that's what I was going to ask you. Do you cook it less? Do you try to get it more rare? I guess um, not more rare, but I try to get it not past medium okay. for, for sure. Anything past medium, and you've toasted it, it's not good. It's better on the rare side. But I'm saying I'm with the bison. I'm somewhere rare plus to medium rare, you know. Because I'm not like I don't like rare meat. I'm not like you. You love it. <laughs> I love it. So it's good. like barely get some heat on it. What, what are they? What does Woody Harrelson say in that movie? <laughs> Knock his cows off, wipe yeah. his ass, and slap it on the plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to take the blue out of it. Yeah, that's the, what I call. You it. want? Yeah. I want you to if it's still blue. a little cool on the inside, you're okay I'm with okay it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's not me. I don't. I can't do that. But okay, you've done steak tartare with me, and I'm not a. I'm not a huge fan it, of it. You said it was delicious. The premise of it was, but you have to keep <laughs> chewing it. And I don't, it's like, to me, it almost melts. It just kind of grows a little. It melts. No, <laughs> I'm not. Like, it's not my thing. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to knock any things. I will try it, but just eating raw meat. It's what is steak tartare? It's like chopped up raw meat. But I mean, they, they mix have, it with all this different stuff and they put a little, 
it's raw, got not citrus a in it. That not like a ceviche. ceviche. It's yes. like a meat ceviche, yes. okay. basically. Seasonings. Um, I guess there's a little veg in it. They usually have like a little quail egg or something over it. They've oh, kind of so good when there's a. And you, when bust you bust it the and let egg the yolk and run. The, oh, so it's raw egg and raw meat. <laughs> I don't think it's raw egg. It's not raw. They yeah, cook it's the egg. Cooked, yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I guess it's one of the finer things in life, eating raw stuff. I don't know. I'm gonna have to try that someday. It's really, really good. So okay, um, you cook the bison. Yeah. So and basically, all I did was that, like a minute fifteen, minute fifteen, flip it, minute fifteen, minute fifteen. It's at, by that time, it's usually 124, 126, right in that range. And what I, so what I didn't say was I, but I basted it with a rosemary, garlic, herb, butter. So it's like rosemary, fresh parsley, fresh rosemary, fresh garlic in butter. Put that on a little pan right on the grill and let it be heating up, cooking the garlic a little bit, blending all that together. And as I flip that steak, when I've got one side seared really well, I've got my pretty marks on it, I'll take a brush and just kind of base that buttery goodness all over the top of it and let the other side cook. So you're getting all that, you're getting some extra fat added to that bison and it just gives it a flavor that's phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's really good. you can see the herbs and stuff on it. So it has like, you know, a different look. It doesn't look like yeah, it's like yeah. regular steak. You, you tell it's got like a butter on it. You couldn't turn that in for a steak contest. It'd be too much. Be, you wouldn't yeah. want all the herbs and stuff yeah. in there. Cause you can see but, the green, you can see the parsley, you can see the rosemary, but to eat, but to eat, it's delicious. And then I take a little bit of the butter and put on the plate before I take the steak off and just kind of brush some of that butter on the plate, take the steak off the grill and let it sit on that butter and let it rest for five minutes before you cut into it. And it's it's pandemonium, but it is. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. It went fast. I didn't get to try it. Yeah, you didn't get to try it. Yeah, we were all down there filming this week. There's something with like Tyler. Did, they were out shooting some other footage and didn't even get to try it. It's that good. Oh, whoops. I needed like a, <laughs> I needed a case. I, of I ate them. plenty good. I probably I needed a case of them to cook. I had a um. But that recipe is in the bundle, so the bundle is going to come with some recipe cards, and I think I did like. Four recipes for each bundle, wasn't it? Yeah. I did some, the elk uh, chops. I did, on the wild boar, I know I did like a chorizo, because it comes with some chorizo, wild boar chorizo. I did a queso. I did the ribs. I did a pulled wild boar shoulder sandwich. Um, Then I did a a blue cheese burger on one of the elk, Mm -hmm. because it comes with some ground venison, like a venison burger. I'm trying to remember the other. One. There was another. Oh, I did like a sausage. A sausage, yeah. There was. It was my take on like a ta- Italian sausage and peppers, and that one was really good. It was too. really good. That would be a really. good I'm gonna do that one. For, yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. Redo that recipe. Want to buy some more. <laughs> buy some more stuff. <laughs> well, since it comes in, I put it in the freezer. But we usually cook it pretty fast yeah. because it's it is really good and it's unique. You don't get to eat that kind of stuff all the time. Speaking of your freezer, I had this whole idea of Malcolm digging in the freezer and whatever he pulls out, that's what he has to cook for his video <laughs> recipe. I think that'd be a great video. That would be. You need to go in there and kind of stage it, though, or just like put it in bags <laughs> no, so I can't look. I just have to like okay. get my, you know, I go in there, I pick, all right, I'm taking that bag. Let's go cook yeah. it. Because I was looking the other day and I got some stuff. Some of it, man, I've, so you I buy stuff. I have a problem. Like when I order stuff, to get the order right, or if I see something else, like from Kevin, I was like, what do you got? And it'll be, you know, I may have some skirt steak, or I might be wanting to do a brisket or something for a, yeah. 
You're trying to contest. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. And so I'll say, you know, send me some Denver steaks or whatever. And so I've got this meat in there and I forget about it because it, there's world's worst problem with a deep freeze to me is stuff gets shifted to the bottom and you, and you just pull off the top. You never go down and get stuff out of it. So I've found like, I got plate ribs in there. I got, you know, th- there's Denver steak in there. Stuff that I need to cook and like do recipes you with. You cut a Thor, a hammer or whatever yeah, they call that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> What is that cut? It's the shank. It's a beef shank. And you've that, got some pork briskets. I've got some pork briskets. Oh, yeah. I've got some collar trim butts I've been meaning to do since they passed the rule of KCBS about being able to use them. That I was, I know, got them from the butcher shop down in Pensacola. My buddy Kevin started carrying them. And I just hadn't you even. Said, I got to have some of those. Said, I got to have some of those, and they just shifted to the collection. bottom. And <laughs> that happened here on this podcast. <laughs> we were yeah. talking about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got some stuff that I've got. I've got. You're right. We've got to do some mystery cooking. <laughs> but I told you, it's like you said. Why don't you cook this? I said, chill. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I knew what it was going in, but it's been so long since I've seen it, and when it freezes, you can't. And I don't write on it. It's not like it all has labels. So we're just gonna cook. We're just gonna get some meat out and be surprised. <laughs> I guess I'm using this on this meat. That would be a good way to do some live video. It's like I don't know what I'm cooking. This is what I got. Let's see I what we can. Yeah, let's see what we can make. Let's see what happens. And then we just drink beer and live and cook it and try it. Um, whatever cleans out the freezer. That's what you're going for. <laughs> well, I mean, it's that I'm fixing to stock it up with deer. So. I know. We've got to blow through it. Usually the holidays and deer camp is where I get rid of my freezer stuff. That's true. Because I start pulling stuff out. We take it to camp. We cook it. Everybody gets to You start try getting it. ready. You start, start clearing it out. Yeah, getting ready, getting ready for, for the next for year. Restock. Yeah, to restock it. Um, Nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot wrong with it. But we'll <laughs> so maybe we, need to do a, maybe we need to do like a quick video <laughs> of getting everything out, like setting up a table in the, in the laundry room where the deep freeze is and pulling it all out. See if we got to identify it. But you have a deep free, a deep freeze at the house. You got one here at the office. You've got one at Deer Camp. Hey, don't judge me. <laughs> I want to buy like a mobile one on a trailer where I can just haul it with me. Got my meat. <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's you wrong with that? You could have that one so filled up. Anybody's got the hook up on a, a, a mobile freezer. You're getting pulled over by the police. <laughs> yeah. Man, you need no. some steaks. I'd be like steak man. Like, what kind of meat is this? You're like, I don't know. Can I eat know. you 20 ribeyes? <laughs> I've got what kind of meat is this? I don't know. I do need a better inventory method. As much as you like the label method, the li- li- baby label method. That's the problem. The baby it's label method. It's not the controller acquiring. Yeah. It's just the labeling process. Yeah, it's the labeling process. I'm probably doing the labeling process. If you knew you had a Wagyu filet out there, wouldn't you go cook it? You probably Heck yeah, did. I would. I may have. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so it's- I need a scheduler. I need like an assistant to say, okay, we're cooking this today, and that way it's all ready to go, and all I got to do is cook. A cooking assistant. Cooking assistant, yeah. Someone to go ahead and like thaw the meat, have it lined out. <laughs> yeah. All you do is walk in, put your gloves on, and My meat's ready to go. Like, you know, Grill's fired up the whole nine yards. Oh, no, I can fire up the grill. Okay. I, like, I enjoy that part. I don't like getting it out and planning it and what I'm going to cook and having to let it wait three days to thaw. <laughs> if it was ready to go, though, like, yeah. I mean, you got to be thinking ahead of me. Yeah. You got to be days out. <laughs> That's like if I was going to cook something Monday, it would need to be hitting the, free, the refrigerator today. And I'm like, well, let's just go to Kroger, go to Sam's or Costco and see what they have fresh and ready to go. 
So um, it's chili season. And I'm somewhat of a meat hoarder. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the real well, What happens problem. if you can't get none? I got to have a freezer full. <laughs> oh, you love sourcing I don't hoard meat. junk. I hoard meat. <laughs> you love sourcing meat. Um, so it's chili season. It is. Below 70 degrees in Mississippi is chili season. <laughs> um, this weekend, we just did a standard pot of chili. I made it. Easiest recipe, and it's so good. You talk about some chili dogs? Man, I love chili dogs. We watched football all day Saturday. You made a pot of chili. We had threw some dogs in there at the end. I cheered for Tennessee for the first time in years. That was one of the best college football games I've ever seen. I mean, it wasn't a defensive game. It was just like you couldn't stop those quarterbacks and receiver. Man, and it was exciting. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch Alabama play Mississippi State this weekend, <laughs> Shell. They are fixing to dismantle Mississippi State. Mississippi State may not score a point. You never know. Will Rogers is State probably going to throw three up. touchdowns or three interceptions. You never, you never know. Now, if they beat them, oh, man. it's Y'all watched that game this weekend. Is it the night game? I think so. I think it's yeah. at 6 o'clock. How many, like, what do you think the line is? Somebody who's oh, got guess, access. Oh, I guess like 35. Look that line. If you got a chance, Tyler, check and see if you can find the line on the Alabama-Mississippi State game. Gotcha. Give me a moment. The, but last weekend was the perfect weekend to, to cook something, put something on the grill, yeah. cook a big chot, pot of chili. Watch some scary movies. Football. Man. Um, This week we also shared the white chicken chili recipe. It's technically yes. like my recipe. That one's, <laughs> I stole that one But you. you stole it. You won, didn't you win the yeah, chili contest? Yeah, I won the chili with contest with it. Yeah. it. That's why I had to cook it when I did the recipe. Yeah, inner office chili. Man, it is stuff. good. It's really good. And usually, I'll, you still use the same chili seasoning ingredients. It yeah. doesn't like keep it away from being a white chicken chili. What makes it a white chicken chili? Uh, and is it really white? Because it's not. I mean, it's it's awful daggum creamy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, is that what makes so? It's got cream cheese in it. It's got a can of cream of mushroom. Does it have blue plate? No. No. Not in the chili. Not in the chili. But we do need to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart. And that's blue plate mayonnaise. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) The best mayo on the planet. Yeah. The best mayo on the planet. What's the, uh, so. Real quick. You did. So we were, while we were at camp last weekend, Michael wanted to practice his steak cooking. And so we brought some ribeye steaks. And you did one because Mark told us about putting blue plate on the outside of his – I don't know what cut of steak it was he cooked. He said it was a game changer for a steak. So I don't think I got a good um, test. Yeah. We were using that new Hasty Bake. The little SCA one. And I'm just not sold on that thing. Really? Yeah. Why not? It, I never could get it hot enough. It didn't give me I don't know if he had mark. enough coals in it because this was – I bought that grill. So, Michael, here you go, son. You want to cook steaks? There you go. You're Figure finna get out. the hard lesson. I'll Figure show you out. one time, and it, it's off and running. I, so I have not used it enough to make a real solid judgment call. Yeah. I cooked one steak on it real quick. I didn't even fire it up or anything, you know? So we put blue plate all over the outside. Put it all over the outside. And then and I, I think it was prime beef and something else. The swine life prime beef? Yeah. Well, like prime beef and maybe Some TX hot. or something. Did you not put any like, barbecue like rub on? I don't like hot on my oh, really? steak. It gives a sweet element. Oh, it's the it's the best. <laughs> I prefer the savory. Yeah. So, so I I thought the mayo on it did a good job because it kept it 
really kind of helped with the tenderness. It felt like to me, the bite, the texture of it really? was really good. And I don't know if it was the difference in the two ribeyes because Michael picked him out a ribeye and you had one, but I thought the mayonnaise one had a, just the texture of it was really good. Now you're not, you don't taste the mayonnaise on it. It didn't cause it to flame up anymore. I mean, it's ugly because it's got that kind of white creamy look on the outside of beef and you're just not yeah. used to that. Same with the chicken. It looks, it doesn't look normal when you put mayonnaise as a binder. You're talking about but when it you flat put it works. on the grill. Yeah. yeah. So my next thing, you know how we would do the, the trick to getting a juicy burger where you put the mayonnaise in with the meat, mm-hmm. like a tablespoon of mayonnaise per pound. I'm going to do a mayonnaise burger. Mayonnaise <laughs> on the outside and do it on a flat top. Why couldn't you take yeah. it? Do it on the outside. Flip it over. It's like using mayonnaise on the outside of a grilled cheese. I take a little blue plate and put it on my bun or on Texas toast if I'm making a grilled cheese and instead of butter, and it makes a beautiful crust on it. I think it'd work on a burger, too. Your mom um, uses it on the outside of quesadillas Yeah, to get the quesadillas to brown up really nice. Yep. A little slather of blue plate on that. And you it works on grilled cheese. <laughs> Who isn't a fan of blue plate? It's it just good. gives us such an even crust on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jamie made these like sloppy joes. I had camp. that down to talk about. What did you think about that recipe? I thought it was like super good. I, I did, did too. too. It that was so different to me. And what he did, he did a flat top sloppy joe grilled cheese and made the sloppy joe on the flat top. So I guess he just took his he used deer meat. You could use ground beef. Yeah. I but didn't he, even realize that he used deer meat. Yeah, he called him sloppy dough grilled cheese. Oh. <laughs> couldn't get him to say it, but. <laughs> but you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell it was deer meat. It was some ground deer we had in the freezer. And so how did he cook it? Uh, so first he put his meat down. He was just kind of cooking that, seasoned it up with a little bit of prime beef. And then he put his onions and I think it was diced jalapenos down uh, and just kind of let those cook for a second. Kind of combined all of that and he made a sauce. Um there was a bunch of ingredients in the sauce. Yeah, the so, yeah like so a sloppy joe sauce. It's a yeah. it's a ketchup based sauce. Yeah, it's like you buy the sandwich in the can, but he he kind of came up with his own recipe, had it in a ketchup squeeze bottle, and I think it was like he told me it's Worcestershire ketchup, like onion powder, garlic powder, yeah, and that and sugar. It was very simple. It was just like a sweetened thin ketchup. So you got mm-hmm. thin ketchup down with Worcestershire, yeah. but it was really good. But you know when you do sloppy joes in a skillet, like this is what my mom used to do, how I learned to do them. You you know you either made up your own like that, or you bought the can of sandwich sauce, yeah. and you dumped it in, and it's all saucy, and there's some water element mm-hmm. to it. Well, he added it like as needed mm-hmm. to where the meat got all the flavor, but it wasn't runny. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah. So it was almost like a, I don't know, just a. Sloppy Joe seasoned ground beef. Like perfect texture. Yeah. yeah. Texture was really good. And then when he was doing his bread, he squirted a little mayonnaise down just right on the blackstone and then put his pieces of bread over oh. the mayonnaise. Cool. And kind of like, so sort of like you would do with butter, yeah. but just with mayonnaise. And it gave it such an even toast. He did it on both yeah. sides. Yeah. And then he melted one slice of pepper jack on one side and then a slice of sharp cheddar on the other. And just spatulated some of that sloppy mm-hmm. Joe meat. Right over the top. In the middle and sandwiched it. And man, it was a crispy, crunchy, cheesy little grilled cheese. Yes, it was. I grabbed, I didn't see how he cooked it, didn't know anything, but I grabbed like a fourth of one sandwich and took a bite. And I was like, that bread is perfect. Mm-hmm. The way it crust, crunched and then it got soft and then the sloppy joe on the inside. I'm That's a fan good. of sloppy joes anyway, but. Yeah. That's that something was, that we that don't have very often. Michael doesn't like them. Yeah. 
I grew up eating sloppy joes. I know. Me too. It was in the rotation <laughs> at my house. I <laughs> yeah, thought we got them at school. Like it was like sloppy yeah. Joe day at school. Kids have too many options these days. Yeah. Chicken tenders or sloppy joes. It's the problem. They don't even serve sloppy joes at school. I've never heard him come home saying they'll do like walking chips in a bag with meat on it or yeah, something. Yeah, they do. Some weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the sloppy joes? But anyway, blue plate mayonnaise is <laughs> yeah, the best the mayonnaise on the planet. That's the key. <laughs> <laughs> That's New the Orleans key. favorite. Hey, I did a creamy Creole uh, slaw with it yesterday for a video. Yeah, we'll talk oh, about that next week. Okay. That would add the blue plate in it, though. Um, the New Orleans-based slaw. Zatarain's <laughs> <laughs> Creole mustard and new blue plate mayo. Who gets more New Orleans than that? It was good. Um, so back to chili real quick. Okay. I was going to ask you what's your favorite way to enjoy chili. What's your favorite type of chili? Because you've got like a... Plethora. White would you say I had a plethora of chili recipes? <laughs> yes. El Malco. <laughs> you have a plethora. Uh, I would say my favorite is just the old traditional bowl of chili with beans. Standard with yeah. beans. I'm a bean guy. I don't want it like the bean ratio skewed. I want, I like a couple pounds of meat and then a can or two of beans, and that's about yeah. it. And I grew up eating those chili hot beans in it. It's a can that you can get. I don't know what brand it is. That's probably my favorite. It's probably Bush's chili hot beans. I mean, and Kroger has like their generic chili hot beans or whatever. But that's what my mom always used. And it just to me, that's a bowl of chili. How do you prepare it? Is it just chili in a bowl? Cracker? Um, I like crackers. No, I'm 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 pretty standard chili crackers. A little bit of cheddar, shredded cheddar over the top. That's so, how I want to eat my chili. Sour cream. I do, and I do. I'll, I'll go out if I have them. I don't usually remember to buy them, but the little oyster crackers are my Ooh, favorite. Yeah. And I used to. I forget who it was that used to serve them. It may, it may have been. I don't think it was Wendy's, but wherever you got them, and there was be a little pack of oyster crackers yeah. that would come. I always like those. But I'm just, and that's a traditional bowl of chili to me. So no sour cream. No, I don't. Now I will do all that too. I'll jazz it up. But if I, if I just had to pick, yeah, you're. I'm, I'm just gonna saying eat me a bowl of chili, regular standard chili, a little cheese with some crackers. That's all I need. I and I want my chili in the bowl like that on the runny side. I don't want a thick like hot dog chili. Yeah, I want one that's got. It's almost like not soup, but you know, it has some. It has some moisture, some liquid to it. I like I like that's that's just so good to me. To me, a hot dog chili is more like a meat sauce kind of. Kind of, yeah. And it usually don't have beans. Like if I'm eating hot yeah. dog chili, I don't want beans. It's all it. one texture. If I'm going Mexican style, which is what I call, I don't. Do they does the, the Mexican cuisine? Do they have like just a chili they eat in a bowl? I don't know. It might be a Tex Mex thing. Yeah. But when I think of that, that's where I add the sour cream or the crema. Slices of avocados, jalapeno on it, maybe pico, cilantro. jazz it all up, cilantro, you know, all that goes on. And that's a good chili, too. That's a fancy bowl of chili. But, I mean, I, I think for me, most part, just a regular bowl, how I grew up, is what's good. You like chili dogs? I love them. <laughs> did, y'all, did y'all grow up with Fritos and you're using Fritos? I worked chili? at Sonic. <laughs> so the Frito chili pie is a real thing. And I know how to make them now. The Sonic chili, it's it's not that good. It was this fro if you saw it the way it looked when it started, you probably would never eat it. It's like in this white tub and it's froze. 
and then you kind of slop it out. You got to work it out, and it looks like something they would feed like the tigers at the zoo. You know, it's like this extruded stuff. And you put it in this pan and a steamer, and it cooks down, and it makes this chili sauce. But they really do use Fritos, and it's not the big scoop size Fritos. Yeah, it's got to be the little It's one. regular Fritos, and you kind of break them up a little bit. You put your chili over that, and you laid a slice of American cheese over that, and you stuck it in the <laughs> steamer, and it melted it down. And so I would, I would do it at home in the microwave. Ooh, I love, I love Frito chili pie. I like it. I like it with the little uh, finely chopped onion and a little yeah. jalapeno over it. Heck yeah! Um, I saw somebody on the um, community page. Michael from the com- community shared a picture, and he did a smoked Texas chili, but he stuffed it into a baked potato. Oh. And then he topped it with, you know, cheese. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Red that's good. That's and- good. So, have you ever done a chili cheese burger? Chili cheese burger is good. No, I don't think I ever. You have. do use the hot. You do use hot dog chili because you can't. You don't need a yeah, runny chili. Yeah. But it goes right on top of the burger, and you put cheese over, it and it melts down, and it's it's a forker. It ain't really yeah. a picking up. You ain't eating it driving down the road. You need to be sitting at a table. That's I'm doing. So there you go. I'm gonna have to do a chili cheese burger. I would be definitely good try it. Would you do Blackstone? I could see it working on the Blackstone. Yeah, the burgers would work great. I wouldn't make my yeah. chili on the. You Blackstone. wouldn't do like a sloppy Joe chili style. I could freeze it, it in like a a butter bowl and like do it Sonic style, or I'd just slurp it out of the <laughs> bowl and have it just like me a tray sitting on the Blackstone that it's just going to go in with a little lid. Yeah, <laughs> like one of those steam pan. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm doing that. <laughs> There's my chili on the side. A chili cheeseburger just—it's good. It's really good. It sounds delicious. It sounds Learn like to make them it sounds like heartburn though. Oh yeah, <laughs> you better prolisec up or whatever you got to do days in advance to get ready for that gut bomb. <laughs> I mean, chili's like that now. It'll yeah. work on you. You gotta, you gotta know what you're gonna be doing for the next day when you're gonna go commit to eating some chili. <laughs> it's not especially to, if you double down, yeah. do a dog and a bowl. Oh man, you're asking for it. <laughs> I think that's why we eat it on Saturdays. At least you got Sunday to lay around and hurt. Have yeah, a gut I, never, ache. I never cook chili on Mondays, do I? Yeah, you don't eat chili on a Monday or Tuesday. That can ruin your week. <laughs> I did do a crockpot enchilada soup this week. Yeah, that was really good. It was really good. It was pretty much chicken and beans. Quinoa, corn. It was a healthy dish. My wife uses quinoa in everything. Like oh, all like, kinds of soups, yeah. I guess the... High protein, lower carb or something? Yeah, she does like a quinoa chili where the quinoa is like your meat. And Oh, it- God. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. It's, uh, it's not that bad, actually. I think really? you'd be surprised, yeah. Quinoa chili. Yeah. Does it have all the flavors of chili? Oh, yeah. yeah. You still use bona fide chili seasoning and you stuff? Should, you should ask her to make that and then don't tell her you're going to do chili cheeseburgers and come in there with these big old giant burgers. <laughs> all right, let's get some of that chili put on it. <laughs> be totally dog. pointless. <laughs> like, why do we leave the meat out of the chili? So we're going to eat a half pound of it grilled to perfection right here on this bun. She wanted me to do the quinoa chili for like our chili competition. And I was like, she's yeah. like they're not going to know. And I was like, they're going to know. They're going <laughs> to know. know. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're definitely going to know. There's a lot where's of Where's the beef? That's the whole, where's the beef? I feel like there's a lot of things you could, you know. A vegetarian chili's not bad now with beans and corn and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind it. But if you try to slip it by me and put some fake stuff that's supposed to be the meat in it, I ain't buying it. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff you could slip by us up here. 
Yeah. A lot of stuff. <laughs> We're not going to pick up on a lot, but we will notice when there's no meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the one thing. Maybe yeah. that's the, that, that would be the office contest, vegetarian contest. That's a great contest. Because that throws us all out of our element. I like that. Except for yeah. me. I got you. <laughs> See, I like dollars. <laughs> the vegetarian contest. What would you do? I don't know. I mean, most of my salads have meat in them. (laughs) (laughs) If I can't even do a salad. (laughs) I don't know. Take it one step further. A vegan contest. That's a little too far. It's like really fun, though. It's fun to get out of your element and like try to do things that can can like replicate something else. I think I could cook a portobello mushroom cap and y'all would think it was a steak. It's that good. Yeah, you have cooked some of those that are really, really good. Portobello mushroom cheesesteaks are phenomenal yeah, i could see that so good that's my like if immediately when somebody tells me i gotta cook something vegetarian i think mushrooms especially because this, it's got a texture that's kind of similar yeah, to meat you yeah. know and it's it's hearty and it tastes good yeah, yeah it is good know? yeah heck yeah i'm down so but beyond stuff oh you can keep that um so this week you did a pork belly candy apple uh, that one that one ought to be illegal. Where did you come up with that idea, first off? Um, I was fumbling through the freezer and saw a pork belly, and I was like, oh, I need to do a pork belly recipe because I bought this six months ago to do it. And I had it in the freezer. No, I, uh, me and Tyler had talked about doing a uh, pork belly burn-in recipe, and I think we did one a while back. Yeah, July Fire Yeah, firecracker yeah. burn and I, and I had that other pork belly since July. And so I was thinking of fall recipes – and I was kind of getting inspiration from like a candy apple on a stick. Yeah. And so you think about it, it's this, you know, bright red, not the not the caramel apple, because I think that's what y'all, Tyler, when I mentioned it to you, he's like, yeah. you go pull off caramel. <laughs> I was like, not the caramel apple, the candy apple. Yeah. It's got that pretty coating on the outside, so it's real red. And I was like, I could take this pork belly instead of cubing them up, cut it up into a strip, and then put it on a skewer and dunk it in like, this pretty red shellac sweet sauce and it'd be candy apple pork pork belly on a stick. And that's what the inspiration was from it. So and, I feel and it like, flat worked. I'm telling you, it was really good. I feel like a lot of people use pork belly with like that sweet and sour. Yeah, it, 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 all red. those elements go yeah. with pork. Especially so, Asian food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it was it was really easy. I used a honey mustard. I, first I took a a whole pork belly. And this one, I think I got at Kroger. It wasn't a huge one. It no, was no, a, it was like a half. So yeah. if you think of a pork belly, it's monstrous. Yeah. So this was a half the way they had it packaged. A half that and then cut it into thirds. So it made six, about two inches by four inch strips as well. And you need it a little wider because the they half of it, it's probably 60% fat to lean. Yeah. And so it's going to shrink. But I knew that as it shrunk up, it was even going to look more like something that would go on a skewer. It just <laughs> yeah. looked like it begged to be on a skewer. I'll tell you what it looked like. It looked like when they cook, finished cooking, it was kind of like a boneless rib. And I think I said that in the video. Yeah. I was like, look, it looks like pieces of ribs without a bone. And it's kind of. Yeah, it kind of. It's a I mean, it's, little. Yeah, it's on top of the rib. It's like yeah. half the top half of a rib if you lift it on. But I took some honey mustard after I got them cut up. Honey mustard for a little binder on it for the seasoning. I used Heath's apple rub. I was going this apple thing the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Apple pellets in my Traeger. You could have cooked it on any grill. Use apple. Use some apple wood or apple chunks or something to get you some flavor going. Get you a bottle of Heath's apple rub. 
put it on the outside, pretty heavy because it's not super salty. It can take it. And I wanted it to, with the honey with the honey mustard, it had some sugar in it. The apple rub had some sugar in it. I knew I was going to get caramelization. I was going to get bark. It's going to turn dark. So that was the whole goal. Get it on there and cook it and get it off. As soon as that bark sets and it starts to get that dark color to it to where you know the sugars are getting close. Then I got it over an aluminum pan with a little bit of apple juice for some moisture. Kept that apple theme going. Covered it up. Cooked it. They were Now, I, I did temp them. I didn't show it on the video, I don't think. But when I put them in the pan, they were about 170. Okay. Internal. They were pretty, you know, they were well into fixing hit a stall. And if you'd have left them uncovered, they probably would have turned to charcoal because of so much sugar on them. So I put them in that pan, covered them up, steamed them. That's what rendered the fat. That's what got them super tender. It only took like about another hour, I think it was. So the total, total cook time was like four hours. It wasn't that long. But I probed it. And when I took that full off, the very first time when I took it off on camera and I felt it with that probe, I was like, oh, we're money. Cause it was mm. salt. It was like nothing yeah. there. And I was like, well, you better be careful picking these up because they might fall. <laughs> I didn't know if they'd fall or not. I've yeah. never cooked them in strips like that. I've always cooked them in chunks. And some of the chunks do kind of mash to nothing. You lose a few pork belly burn ends because you never know how they're going to render. Might be no lean in that bite, you know. But these did perfect. So I took them out, and I had them on a little wire rack um, to begin with just to make moving them around easy. So when I took them out of the, the braise – or the render process, I put them back on the rack real carefully. I had you you had bought me these. It's kind of like a wide flat skewer. You could use yeah. if you got chopsticks from takeout place. Two of those jammed up in there would work. A regular just like a shish kebab skewer is not going to be heavy enough. You probably have to do at least two of those. But you need a wider skewer to hold up to it because it's got some weight. Those things are heavy. I don't know where I got those skewers from. I don't know, but it was a nice, wide, flat bamboo skewer, yeah. so it was pretty tough. So once I put the, put them on there, um, I had my glaze ready, and I have like a, I think it's a one-quart Pyrex that's, it, it, it'll hold two cups of liquid really easy in the microwave without blowing it out. But so I put that uh, jar of apple jelly, I want to say it's an eight-ounce jar. I couldn't, even in the recipe, I didn't remember what size it was, but it's just a standard jar of apple jelly. And one bottle of sweet and sour sauce, and I think it was just store brand sweet and sour. I got it on the international aisle where they have the Asian stuff. But it was just regular, like the the bright red sweet and sour you see you get with sweet and sour chicken or something like that. Um, mixed those together, popped it in the microwave, and just started heat heating it up until the jelly would melt. And it'll usually, usually about three minutes, the jelly goes to liquid, and it's not going to go back to gel. It's just going to keep that nice salt, uh, glaze consistency. And that's what I poured in a quart jar to yep. get it. Go ahead. Oh. Poured that in a quart jar so it's deep enough to dunk and dunked each piece down in it. And if you could tell in the video, it wasn't quite covering the ends, so I just drizzled the rest of it over the back end of them. Seasoned it with a little more rub, set that glaze for five minutes, and then look out. <laughs> it is meat time. Y'all use uh, melted jelly a lot. When I'm glazing pork. And that's, yeah, yeah, for competition. Yeah. It goes in a lot of the sauces and the glazes we do that we don't tell people about. <laughs> Thanks, Whoops. Wink, Let wink. that slip. I don't know what you're talking about. No, we don't. I use it when I'm cooking pork belly. <laughs> it was uh, really, really good. It was really good. Yeah. Did you try that one time? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it was uh super good. So it's like indulgent, like yes, you will make yourself sick on that stuff yes. so fast. 
because like I ate, I don't know, through I ate almost a whole one for trying to do wrap the video and all that. And I was like, I can't eat no more. I guess you got you got to put that down. Yeah, it's so rich. I mean, pork belly is it's like one of those um, I don't know succulent. Uh, feels wrong eating it type. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really does yeah. because it's this fatty kind of melt in your mouth, and when you when you it's like yeah, it's like eating you wagyu. It. You just feel like oh, this can't be right. Can't be right. <laughs> and the way you cook it like that, it really gets yeah. You get it. You get the lusciousness of it. Yeah. Um. Somebody said something about. I saw a comment. It's like you should have got it crispy on top. And man, if you would have done like if I would have had it at the how would you? You really couldn't. Have done have, that? So you would have had to have dried out like from the fat side. It's kind of got a lean fat. You'd have had to salt it real good, and then let it crunch. After like, you at, rendered it, well, you wouldn't be able to put it in the pan. You'd have to see. To me, you got to rent. You couldn't use the apple rub. I don't know. I'd have to figure out how to do it to leave that. It's a whole different recipe, crispy crackling like. on it. Yeah. I just think that'd be good if you had that glaze that you dip this crunchy thing in, and you had that contrast with the soft meat underneath it, the crunchy. Crackling layer on top with the sauce all over it. I don't know. I got to work on that. Yeah. I feel like that's a whole different recipe because a lot of times I won't order pork belly if I see it on a menu because most people don't know how to render it. And to do. me, the rendering is I've the most got, important part. That just hit me an idea right there. Okay. What is it? it okay. Think of corn dog. How you do it on a stick. All right. Smoke a fried pork belly in the glaze <laughs> because you took it. You couldn't you, glaze it. Just, you'd have to just salt the meat. Yeah. You couldn't get your barbecue rub on it. But you cook it, and then you get it to where it's rendered down. You got that last little bit of fat, and you put it on your stick like a corn dog. Batter it? No, don't batter it. Uh, no, you don't need that layer. That takes it. <laughs> don't do that. Don't batter it. I don't even know what that would be. Battered pork belly. God, you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> but then drop that down in the flash fryer and in the deep fryer until it just gets it. It's going to go to crackle. It's, yeah. you know, it's going to crisp up. Then take it out of there, drain it, season it right there again, and then dunk it in the glaze. And you don't have to; you probably wouldn't even set that glaze. Yeah, you just have your glaze hot and just put it on the I rack. I feel like drip. the glaze would just be a dip. Uh, I want to try that. Y'all are killing me. I want to try that. I got yeah, more, more freezer meat time. <laughs> Might not happen for six months, but I want to try it. You also did a spiked apple cider. Yeah, the, which I feel that one's like my recipe too. <sighs> You like to make that one when we go to football games, <laughs> parades, <laughs> any outdoor activity where you got to talk to people and you need something to drink that looks like coffee or hot chocolate. And it's cold outside. Yeah, and it's cold outside. So, yeah, it's, I mean, fireball and apple cider, and that's all, and a little lemon, that's all you need yeah. for that. It's a good, too. Jack Fireworks, Who doesn't love fireball? I like Jack Fire. I like Jack Fire too. I mean, either one. Yeah, but either one works. Either one. Sounds like one of them drinks you take when like your throat hurts. You're trying to like clear it up a little bit. Yeah, 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 it'll do it. Oh yeah, it'll get you. (laughs) No, I got it too hot. Like the first sip, like when we first did it, I was was like, all right, Tiger. And I I know you put like a little clip of it, like a blooper. You you didn't see the whole thing. You did. When I took a thing, I couldn't hold it in my mouth. It was like a geyser. (laughs) It was like smoke, like dragon coming out. God. You got it. You got the apple cider really hot. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I said, I said, heat it up a little bit in the microwave and put it in like a Yeti cup so it'll stay hot. 
Oh, it stayed hot. <laughs> it had to be like 212. <laughs> I mean, if I would have thermobended, it would probably still have been bubbling. It was boiling when I yeah. pulled it out. Like, man, that's hot. I wish I had got it, but I was in the splash zone. Like, I was scared. Oh, yeah. It's going to hit me. <laughs> you needed a face shield on that one. But no, that was a that's a great uh, cold weather drink right there. It's one of my favorites. It's a pour, uh, well, you it's could a probably parade. add just a little bit more whiskey to it. Regular whiskey, bump it up because yeah. you know Fireball's not that strong of proof. Was yeah. it like sixty five seventy? Is it something like that? Yeah, it's the Is Jack. It? The Jack Fire maybe a little more. Okay. What oh? Do you ever find the line on that game? Oh, uh, it was negative. What was it? Sorry, Jacob pulled it up. <laughs> it was uh, no, sorry, sixty one point five uh, over is negative one fifteen. Under is negative one oh seven. That's the money line. What's the point spread? What's the point spread? It'd probably be like a twenty thirty point spread. Bama negative twenty one. Uh, Mississippi State uh, positive twenty one. Bet the house on Bama. <laughs> That's they, not that much. Yeah. No. They are going to they're if they scored forty nine on Tennessee, they are gonna they might score hundred this week. <laughs> I hate it for you, Shell. You Mississippi State Bulldogs, I hate it for you. But you yeah. don't want to play Bama coming off a loss like that. I'm very used to disappointment. Where they stole not only did they 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 broke a sixteen was it fifteen year streak of losing to Alabama. Yeah. They stole their song. They took Dixieland Delight from Alabama. Now it's Tennessee's song. I don't know if they get Rocky Top. Is that like a trade or do they get both? No, they they do just a, stole. Gonna, they didn't trade. They just stole. They just said that is our song now. We're taking it. We're taking it. So let me ask you all a question about that game. Like, how does all those students not get in trouble for taking the goal? Like, how, how are you going to stop a mob? I guess you just you just let it roll. There, I think they said there were twenty grand a goal post. I guarantee you, there's some. Uh, booster or something here's that here's 100 grand yeah. y'all keep the change <laughs> go get them fellas when i was in college it happened on the reg really like, oh yeah mississippi state was notorious for tearing them down we would tear them down i, don't even, the I just think i didn't like goalposts <laughs> you lose and tear them down be a practice game tear them down intramural <laughs> tear them down they did not have good security back Inter- squad. <laughs> there weren't even the gates like at mississippi state you just walked out there yeah, you come down like one some bushes yeah you just come through the bushes and you're right in there. I think they fixed that problem. Yeah, they've kind of bolted it in. <laughs> but back in the day, yeah. I don't see why the NCAA, now, I see why stadiums could probably care or the school because some parents have some, because kids get hurt doing oh, that. Heck That's yeah. the biggest thing. It's not the fact that the goalposts cost money and they're worried about that. It's the fact Huge that liability. it's a lot. Yeah. All I them kids jumping. I mean, I think of, if you watch I've never seen a college game where they stayed on the after celebration so long as last night. <laughs> it's like 30 Everyone minutes later, they're still on there. And they're still, they're, you know, they didn't move the cameras downtown in Knoxville. <laughs> but those kids were jumping off the walls. And you notice it when some of them do get hurt when they're doing it. There was a, didn't you have a story where a guy tore his sack or something? And it was like serious. Yeah. He was climbing up. And, I guess you know, he had his cowbell in his, and, you know, in his little bag. <laughs> I don't know, but he hurt himself bad. We were leaving the stadium and he was bleeding really badly. Trying to bleed out. Yeah, from his crotch. And uh, <laughs> you can I, imagine. Knew, I had a friend that was new, a friend of his, and said that, yeah, they rushed into the merch room. He was on the goalpost when they tore it down, yeah. like straddling it. Yeah, and he ripped his. Mm, man. Good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So don't go. 
you know, that's, what that's a Michael. young man game. I told you. <laughs> I try to tell Michael these horror stories. <laughs> so he won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Kids, if you're out there, have fun. Let your Just friends watch climb up yeah. there. You be the guy that says, I'll take the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah. I'll hold the camera. You go right ahead, Billy. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I'll put, I'll dial nine and one. And one, have it on standby. That's right. Michelle, what do we got coming up? Um, we're going to Royal Oak uh, right now. <laughs> yes. As, we- as soon as we wrap this up, we are in the car. Uh, Atlanta bound. And then next week, we've got a new YouTube coming, video coming out. We filmed it yesterday. It's going to be, it was so good. Um, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. And then uh, we got TikTok's, a bunch of holiday stuff. Pumpkin yeah. Pie this weekend. Pumpkin yeah. Pie. Be look out. Out. Y'all watch for that one. It's not ball. just it's a, a pumpkin pie. Yeah. It's fireball. Pumpkin Pie. It was really good. I don't even. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> Secret ingredient yeah. to everything. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> Subliminally, <laughs> I need to go find me a new bucket. <laughs> there might be a few cold ones in the cooler. Well, the uh, also, yeah, it's time to start cranking out those Thanksgiving recipes too. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk about that giveaway we're gonna do. We um, but it's uh, we bought turkeys this week. Yeah, hey, I y'all heard it here. I think I said this a little while ago, but there's there's rumors of a turkey shortage this year, and they do it all the time. But if you're planning on last year. If you're planning on getting your turkey, go ahead and start looking for it. Uh, Walmart had the butter balls. I think Kevin's got the big turkey breast. Young still he, Oh yeah. I saw him made a he made a post this week about having We shared yeah, the post too. Good, good. So if y'all want the big giant Texas size turkey breast, get them from Kevin down at the butcher shop in Pensacola. Go to his Facebook page. Yeah, he's got all that info. Those are really, really yep. good. Well, good deal. Anyway, um, if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, you can. How can you do that? <laughs> it is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you TikTok, and of course YouTube. Tyler. Hey, if you guys have, <laughs> want to check out all Malcolm's favorite recipes, make sure you guys go to howtobarbecuewrite.com or download it on the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. And then also make sure you guys check out an awesome community with all like-minded pitmasters and all kinds of different people where you can share recipes, ask questions, and that's the Let's Get to Cooking community page on Facebook. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us for another episode. And we will be back next week to talk all kinds of delicious stuff again. And we'll see y'all. We're gone.